The following is a hockey podcast out of Vancouver and Surrey, British Columbia. It'll only consist of a lot of puck talk and even more BS, or in actual words, banter and satire. Enjoy and as always, go Canucks go. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, happy Kwanzaa. Do, do you, okay, do you. Whatever you cheer for, do you. Speaking of cheering for, uh, we cheer for the Vancouver Canucks, the first place Vancouver Canucks. And we got to talk about all the stats that have some people talking about how this team should actually be a ninth place team. That's something else. Anyways, let's do this. Another episode of Locked on Canucks. Your Locked on Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of Locked on Canucks. My name is Kyle Bowen. Yes, Kyle Bowen. As you can see, Trevor Beggs is not with me today. That is not because he is dead. That is because he is a family man, okay? Anyways, this is the program that gives you the West Coast bias and only the West Coast bias, and it's also a program brought to you by Sleeper. Yes, Sleeper. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get $100 matched on your first deposit. Terms and conditions do apply. See Sleeper's terms and details for more details. I think I said that right, okay? Anyways, Kyle Bowen doing this, talking more about your Vancouver Canucks, your first place Vancouver Canucks, and apparently a first place team that is somewhat fraudulent still. I just saw a tweet. Somebody talked about how Thomas Drance is alluding to how he sees this team actually as the ninth best team in the West, according to, I guess, fancy stats. And I get it. That dude's a smart man. He's breaking it down, and I also get it because the Canucks, for a large stretch of games here, they've picked up a lot of points. I think they're, what, 7-1-2 and two in their last 10 games, if I'm correct. I think I'm correct. They've done that, and they've also done that all while being a team that's not shooting the puck a lot, not generating a lot of offense outside of just scoring goals, if you catch my drift. I think the exact number is... 25 and a half shots per game. So again, you can poke holes at everything the Vancouver Canucks are doing. And I saw a crazy stat yesterday that made me feel a little bit more drancy. Okay, it was scary. The stat was that the Canucks have generated the 31st most shot attempts off the rush, yet have scored the second most goals on the rush which makes no sense. Like, you don't see that. And when you see a stat like that, you can't help but think that this team is a little bit a lot lucky when it comes to scoring goals right now. Hence why you have people like Drance. I wouldn't say calling the Vancouver Canucks frauds, but poking holes at them being in first place in the NHL. All in all, in my opinion, obviously a lot of room to grow for your team. A team that is, in my opinion, stacked. Brock Besser, Philip Peronic, Thatcher Demko, JT Miller, Elias Pettersson, Quinn Hughes, and company. Stacked. A lot of room to grow, and I think, personally, that that can happen this season. That that can happen in the next 48 games prior to when the games really, really matter. Let me know in the comments below. Let me know in the chat. Do you think the Canucks can get better throughout the season? Because it's got to happen. 
Now, you know why I think they can also get better throughout the season? Uh, look who's at the top. Look who's on the bench. Adam Foote, Sergey Gonchar, Rick Tockett and company. And then you got Alvin and Rutherford. Uh, they don't have to dive into the fancy stats. They're in the arena. Uh, they're watching every game closer than anyone. I think they can see clearly that this team is getting a little lucky. That there needs to be some pieces moving around or just a change of pace. Whether that be through like team meetings, more practices, something's got to give because this is not going to work forever. And that's okay because, again, this team can ultimately change. The talent level is right up there. It's right up there with the Colorados, right? It's right up there with the Tampa Bays. They're stacked. It's right up there with the Vegas. It is. I just listed off all those players. There is room to grow. Man, oh, man. I had to do it. I had to do it, okay? Yesterday. Uh, we lose to the Dallas Stars in overtime. I think we got, what, 23, 24, 25 shots. I think Dallas almost had 40. I think going into the third period, the Canucks had 11 shots. Which I can't say is surprising because game after game after game, that's somewhat been the case. It's been somewhat of a slow burn, this offense. And some call it super efficient. Some call this team being super choosy. You know, they're not shooting everything. They're, they're picking their spots. Some people are also leaning on the fact that the Vancouver Canucks supposedly are able to play this way, you know, give up a lot of shots because, you know, they're, they're shooting from the outside. They're allowing less high-danger scoring chances. But, hey, if you look at the math, if you look at the fancy stats, that's not really the case. I looked at it this morning, and maybe this is why Drance, who's a smart dude, is talking a lot of ish. Last time I checked, the Canucks are giving up the fifth most high danger scoring chances against, according to what? One of these fancy stats websites, okay? I'm new to this game. I've told this story many times. Uh, before I got into hockey podcasting, I bought a book. It was a book on fancy stats. I think it was called Stat Shot. I brought it to me to Columbia to read, to study before the season started, and uh, <laughs> I didn't read it. Didn't read it. New to the game of fancy stats, this all being said, the eye test is also showing me that the Canucks, although they are first in the NHL, uh, they're, they're not close, in my opinion, to becoming one of the best teams in hockey. I actually scratched that. They're not close to being the best team in hockey. Can they get there? I do believe that because, again, look who's in the building. Star players. And a lot of legacy when it comes to the management group and the coaching staff. They can see what the stats are seeing. And they're going to make adjustments. The Canucks have played the most games in the NHL. Less is coming in the near future. Just barely. But maybe more time for practices. More time for these types of conversations. And overall, adapting to finding a way to generate more offense. And that's crazy to say because... The Vancouver Canucks are what? They're first in goals for. They're first in goals differ differential, okay? We're really nitpicking here, but I think we're only doing so because a lot of us can see that 
there could be a little bit of destiny here, okay? I brought this up yesterday. Everyone keeps bringing up PDO, PDO, PDO. I'm starting to bring up the word destiny, and there's a lot of room here for the Vancouver Canucks to clean up a couple of these issues and overall become a better team than what they are right now, which is the best team in hockey according to points. Points accumulated at this point, man. It's something else. We're blessed, man. Happy holidays. The Canucks are first in the NHL with total points on this day, uh, December 22nd. That's beautiful. Uh, Look at where we were last year. Again, nobody's getting any Canucks merchandise for Christmas last year. The Canucks suck last year. The Canucks are boring. The Canucks are stale. The Canucks aren't cool. I've stated it many times. I feel as if the Canucks lost a generation of young Canucks fans based on Jim Benning and his dealings and overall not winning games. Now, that's different now. Your Canucks are in first place. And apparently, according to Callum, the Canucks are looking at Gensel out of Pittsburgh. Okay. Okay. I don't see that happening. I don't see that happening. And that's a little surprising because we're talking about Pittsburgh. Alvin Rutherford. They love the Pittsburgh Penguins still. And that's and that's something else. I, I guess that's relative to the quote-unquote problem when it comes to this team not being able to generate more offense, more shots, right? It's what this team has been unable to do with its top two lines, five-on-five, five, consistently. And again, that's generate just offense, generate flow. Uh, don't get me wrong, Miller, Besser doing their thing. Pedersen playing a lot better. But there's gaps in between those 60 minutes of hockey in regulation where a lot more can be done. Hey, there's huge gaps in their power play right now. That's just the truth. Again, room to grow. This version of the Vancouver Canucks, the first place version of the Vancouver Canucks, it's not the team that I think we'll see in April. And that's me being very hopeful because destiny is here. Destiny is here. I'm thinking the, I'm thinking the Canucks are going to make a big playoff run here. And if that's the case, they actually got to get a lot better. Again, let me know in the comments below. Do you think the Canucks can get a lot better in the next 48 games? And how do they do it? I've said it. It's because of the management. It's because of the superstar talent. They'll figure this out. Is there anything else I am missing? Also, let me know what you're doing for the holidays, man. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Everything else. One love. Take care. Be with your family. Be with your friends. Give some gifts. And live in the moment, man. For real. And enjoy the game tomorrow. Again, December 23rd. Hockey Night in Canada. Hockey Matters again in Vancouver. That's something else. I feel as if a lot of families are going to be together over the weekend and... That is something they're going to be able to do. Sit around the TV, watch the Canucks, feel more Vancouver, feel more like a family, and it's because of a hockey team being successful. That is something else. Anyways, on the other side, we'll talk more about some crazy stats, and this time it kind of revolves only around a third line that is doing some amazing things, okay? You talk about the third line, and then you talk about all of the underlining data that's Telling the people that the Vancouver Canucks are not as good as they are in the standings. Well, hey, come on. 
I'm taking that third line to April. Every good team needs one of those, and we've developed one of those, okay? I feel as if the Canucks have been a really, really fascinating team. They've been all over the place, and recently they found a lot of success, and I'm very grateful that a lot of that success has come from good goaltending and a dominant third line, and not JT Miller, and not Pedersen, and not Hughes, and not Hironic, and not Besser. Even though they're playing well, they're not the reasons that we're picking up points right now. And overall, when we get to April, I think this team will be confident in their ability to get contributions that will lead to wins from everyone in, in their lineup. And that's that's dangerous for the rest of the league. That's good for the swagger. That's good for the confidence. And we'll talk more about that on the other side. But first, you got to hear from Trevor, okay? He's going to do the ad breaks. You're listening to Locked on Canucks. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts to choose from for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Woo! Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash, baby. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only, exclusive supply, eBay guarantee fit, only available to U.S. customers. Okay, okay, you're back on this episode of Locked on Canucks. My name is Kyle Bowen. There's no Trevor Beggs on this episode. He is thinking about his family more than he is thinking about the fans of a team that is in first place, man, on December 22nd. It's not November 14th. You know what I'm saying? It's not at the end of October. It's December 22nd, and the Canucks are in first place. A lot of room to grow. I don't think they're a first-place team Really? But I got to give them, I got to give them more than a lot of credit for what they've done so far. You know, we talk about them playing the most games, them having an intense schedule. And and just overall, we're talking about the team that plays on the West Coast, the best coast of Canada, okay? Well, we're talking about the team that has everyone watching them, everyone doubting them. You know what I'm saying? Going into the season. Uh, There was not a team in the league that had more pressure on them to do something, do something. Climbed their way out of the gutter in a division that was somewhat somewhat strong at the top, okay? Pretty much mission impossible to do what they've done so far, and they've done it. And I'm going to be hopeful that, again, outside of the underlying data going against them, outside of my, my eye test, again, we're, I'm watching a first-place team, and I'm, I've admitted it the whole time. Like, they got to be better. They got to be better, a lot better. And because they've accomplished so much so far I got I got nothing else to do but be hopeful they deserve that from me they earned that respect they've already proven me so so wrong I'm not gonna doubt these guys okay for real for real anyways we got a comment here from good eye I think people are asking more than what this team has but it will be really interesting to see what happens when we get Carson Susie back I was talking about Carson Susie yesterday because I think a big reason why the Canucks have been struggling to generate more shots is because for the most part, considering that Hughes and Aronic play on one pair, they have trouble getting out of their own 
own zone with that attack mindset, right? I mean, we're talking about Juleson, Ian Cole, Nikita Zadorov, and Tyler Myers. Not the best first passes coming out of your zone, a.k.a. passes that lead to that attack mindset. Uh, we're talking about ringing the puck around the board. Uh, we're talking about pucks and feet. It's just a different type of way to generate any type of play outside of the defensive zone. Can Carson Soucy, though, make a difference when he comes back? I don't know. Is he the best at making the first pass? Again, I don't think so. This all being said, he did play a lot better than I expected when he was in the lineup, and maybe, just maybe, he changes it all. Maybe he allows the Canucks to generate two or three more shots on goal. And just overall, be less hemmed in in their defensive zone. Again, Trevor Beggs, he brought it up so many times. I believed him. He, he said the Canucks were limiting high danger chances at an all-time rate considering where they were last year. But when I looked at the stats, the Canucks are actually giving up the fifth most high danger chances in the league, all while only generating 25 and a half shots per game and being in the bottom three in, in shots per game in the whole league, yet being number one in goals four. Again, a lot of people are just calling it luck. A lot of people are calling the Canucks frauds. I'm saying, again, destiny. Destiny. Uh, this cushion that they have, it's going to allow them to be analytical internally and get this right. And they're able to do so because why? Rutherford, Alvin, Rick Tockett, Sergey Gonchar, Adam Foote, and company. Come on. Yeah, we're seeing it. The nerds are seeing it. Drance is seeing it. Internally, these legends, these guys who have won championships, they're seeing it too, and they're going to adapt straight up. But we got another comment from Claire. Shout out to Claire, okay? Right now, Rick is totally clamping down on defense. I think when he's confidence, confident that the team has brought into playing defensive, has bought into playing defensively, he'll start coaching more about improving the offense. Maybe. That's a good way to look at it because this is all still relatively new, right? This new regime. We've only had talking for, what, less than 12 months? Is that, the, is that the truth? Is that the truth? Well, when did me and Trevor go to Elisa on the day that Bruce Boudreau got canned? Unbelievable. Anywho, let's talk about this third line. A third line that's doing the most. In fact, providing all the hope because... What they've done for 60 days, right? We're talking about Joshua, Garland, and whoever's in the middle. This time it's Bluger, and it seems to be Bluger the whole way through, okay? Uh, what they have done is played amazing hockey. They've been our best offensively producing line when it comes to shots and zone time on this whole team. They've been consistent. They just, they got the sauce. They got the swagger. You can tell that they all love each other. Uh, speaking of loving each other, a lot of people complaining that Pedersen on the 2-0 dished the puck off to Dakota Joshua before getting it back. I got a theory, okay? I think Pedersen does that because he quote-unquote loves Dakota Joshua. Dakota Joshua seems to be a, fan fa a team favorite, a player favorite in that room. Okay? Pedersen knows he's the man internally, like Petey's the man. But he looks at Joshua and he's like, you know what? You deserve this. Take the puck. Take the puck. You got the swagger. On that note, the swagger between those three players, Bluger, Garland, and Joshua, at an all-time high, they're doing things from the jump yesterday. I think they, they generated what? Two two-on-ones in the first four minutes of the game, scoring on one. 
And then Teddy Bluger makes one of the one of the nicest hockey plays I've seen from a Vancouver Canuck this season overall, right? Stealing the puck in the neutral zone, getting it back to a defenseman, getting getting the pass, just just doing it all before entering the zone and making a beautiful saucer pass to Dakota Joshua, who then feeds it to Connor Garland, who, come on. Come on, deserve that goal more than ever. And look how these guys celebrate too, man. It's nice. That line is, is so entertaining, so charismatic, and exactly what this quiet team needs, okay? It just adds to what is going to be so important in finding success in April and May. And I keep bringing that up, okay? Uh, let me know in the comments below or in the, in the live chat that if your expectations have became a little delusional now, okay? Are the playoffs not good enough anymore? Do you want this team to win a round and a half or get win two rounds or just go all the way? Like, is it different now? Because for me, it is. It's a lot different. Call it delusion. I'm calling it. I'm calling it realistic expectations. I've said it off the top, man. This team is stacked. Look across the league. How many teams have seven players almost at the top of their position in the league? Exactly. Take that in mind. Then you throw in this third line. You throw in Rutherford, Alvin, Tockett. Y'all are calling it PDO. I'm calling it destiny, man. I'm really calling it destiny. Uh, more on this third line. I heard that they have over 20 points. The number could be 21 or 23. 20, over 20 points in their last, what, eight games. That is something else. That's well-deserved. And I was talking about possibly extending Joshua early. I woke up this morning kind of taking that back. Uh, you know why? Because, again, my expectations are different for this season, and I would like a lot of those guys. We're talking about the Lafferty's. We're talking about the Joshua's and company. Wait, we're talking about the Teddy Bluegers, guys who don't have contracts past this summer. I kind of want those guys to play prove-it hockey, a.k.a. I want that new money hockey all the way through. All the way through. And lean on that. Lean on that internal motivation outside the team motivation to get the most out of Joshua, Bluger, Lafferty, Ian Cole, and company. Straight up. Another comment, this time from JS. Hold on to Kuzmenko or trade him. Uh, the more and more I think about it, you got to hold on to this guy. Why? Because I think it's going to take too much out of you to try to replace Kuzmenko, a.k.a. get another top six winger. I'd rather just hold on to Kuzmenko, develop him, Figure it out. Again, Tockett and him need to go to Amsterdam Cafe. Smoke up and figure it out. Straight up. And if the Canucks are going to use any assets to bring in more talent, to me, it's for a defenseman who they can keep past this year slash a defenseman who's able to make a crisp first, pla first pass that allows this team to be more transitional in their offensive game. Now, we're talking about a team, again, that is... 31st in the league when it comes to generating chances off the rush. They got to get better at that. How do they get better at that? They get better passes from their defensemen out of the D zone. And that's kind of hard to do when 
four of those six defensemen are Ian Cole, Noah Juleson, Tyler Myers, and Nikita Zadorov. For real. Here's a comment from Adam, okay? I hope they hang on to Kuzmenko, but if they do trade him, if they do trade him, as long as they get equal talent back for him, I'll be okay with that. And then he adds, at this point, anything short of the Western Conference Finals would be disappointing. Holy! I like that energy, though, man. For real. West Coast, best coast. Nobody else matters but the Vancouver Canucks. Why not hope for the best? Why not feel that destiny out, okay? It's just the truth. I love it, man. I love it. Anywho, let's cut the break. And on the other side, I don't know, let's talk about Christmas. Let's talk about more good voodoo for your Vancouver Canucks. I don't know. It's the Christmas edition, okay? You know how it is. It's the last work day before Christmas. You think I'm going to try hard on today's episode? <laughs> no chance. Anyways, let's hear from Trevor on another ad. You're listening to Locked on Canucks. A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Connor Garland could score 50 goals. The Canucks could hoist the Stanley Cup. And you could win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is my number one choice for Daily Fantasy Sports, and especially Daily Fantasy Hockey. Because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy Hockey contests. All you have to do is pick whether studs like... Phil Giuseppe nails them on, or come on, let's get real. Dakota Joshua hey. uh, will record more or less in their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in a given game. To win a 100 times bet on sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. Yeah, heard me, Canucks fans. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code Locked On NHL and you'll get up to a one hundred dollar match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code Locked On NHL. See sleepers terms are used for details and locational availability. Okay, okay, you're back on Locked On Canucks. My name is Kyle Bowen. Not with Trevor Betch today again. He's not dead. He's just with his family, a.k.a. He's buying Christmas gifts for his wife, okay? And I don't know if I'm tripping out, right? Uh, Trevor's been in love for a long time. He's been with his girl for a long time, right? He's a, he's a real man. He's a father. Uh, maybe gifts don't matter, right? In general, gifts don't matter. But this guy is, is a funny guy, a really interesting guy because – he believes that he's doing the most by getting his girl, the mother of his children, candles and just candles for Christmas. And I'm like, yo, step it up. You make, you make that locked on Canucks money now, bro. 1,300 subscribers, bro. Step it up. How about some jewelry? How about a nice sweater? How about a nice blanket? How about more than just some candles from Walmart? Okay? Try it out. Live in the moment. Anyways, again, Locked On Canucks, the show with the West Coast bias. We really do appreciate everyone listening to the show, all the viewers right now. And just in general, man, this journey that we've been on since late March of 2023, it's been a blessing for us at the Don't Doze Art Lab to talk about, again, the best team in the NHL. Think about that, people. You got that. A first-place team, a team that's going to get a lot better. Lean on that. Anywho, another comment from Elston. Okay, Kyle, do you think the Canucks 
We'll get 50 points before the end of December. Why not? Well, what's the numbers? How many games do we play? We play San Jose, then we play Philadelphia, and then we play another team. Dude, I think the Canucks are going to win every game. I think the Canucks are going to win every game. I'm loyal, man. I'm delusional sometimes. I'm 30 and a half years old, but the, uh, the inner child is back when it comes to connecting with the Vancouver Canucks. And you know that feeling, man. When you're a young chap, you think the Canucks are going 82-0. and And every loss hurts. Isn't that the truth? I think that's the truth. Merry Christmas, man. Happy holidays. Uh, what should we end on? I want to end on this. Trevor Beggs, on yesterday's episode, okay, we dropped it post that Dallas Stars game. So do yourself a favor and watch that game. Hey, he called out Philip Peronik, kind of, saying that he's kind of been off for a little bit, not as dominant. I would argue that JT Miller, Quinn Hughes, Elias Patterson, and Philip Peronik, just in general, have taken their foot just a little bit off the pedal. And that's what happens. The Vancouver Canucks have played a lot of games, a lot of road games. It's been an obscure schedule, a lot of adaptation, you know, new systems and whatnot. It's been a tough start to the season for the Vancouver Canucks. When it comes to overall, playing a lot of hockey, attempting a lot of new things, it could be overwhelming for a lot of these guys, uh, a.k.a. they need a break. And I'm happy that this team, after tomorrow, is getting a pretty long break. And with that break, I think those guys, the elite players, the superstars, are no longer going to have to be carried by the third line in order to help this team win. I'll be concerned about Hironic taking a step back. I'll be concerned about Hughes and Miller doing the same if we're in February and they're not as elite. Because we talk about destiny. We talk about FPDO. FPDO, okay? Uh, we talk about all the things Thomas Drance is saying, right? Thomas Drance, the, the Grinch who stole first place from the Vancouver Canucks. Let's be honest. Let's be real. Uh, we talk about all those things. I bring up destiny. I bring up, hey, let's get to June. Let's play some hockey in June. Uh, the only way that is happening with this version of the Vancouver Canucks where everything has to go right is if those guys, right, Heronic, Besser, Demko, Hughes, Pedersen, and Miller are elite, elite they're able to st- still be at the top of their class. And that's hard to do. I know that's hard to do. But based on what I saw in October and November, that is possible. It's also even more possible if Kuzmenko comes back and that power play is top tier again because it's been, it's been mid. For in my opinion, a very long time. And that's got to change. And when that changes, the complexion of this Vancouver Canucks team changes for real. Philip Hironic, are, are you, the listeners, a little concerned about Hironic? Do you think he's not as good as he was in October, November? And what's what's that look like if the Canucks do want to extend him, okay? Because in October and November, and obviously we're going to extend it, but in, in October and November, we're talking about this guy being not just a really good top 40 man who's complimentary to full potentiality with Quinn Hughes. Uh, We're talking about Hironic being a standalone top 2D man, right? We're talking talking about this guy being super elite. And based on 
yeah, a couple mistakes in his own zone and whatnot. I'm calling it fatigue. I'm calling it this guy just wants to get to Christmas. Some people may be a little turned off by him. That being said, I still think he has all those tools in the toolkit, and he's been the biggest X factor slash the biggest reason why the Vancouver Canucks have taken such a fat step. Because look at who's behind Philip Ronick. Ian Cole, Noah Juleson, Tyler Myers, and Nikita Zadorov. A bunch of guys who are, are what? I'll break it down like this. I'll break it down like this, okay? Ian Cole is 81 overall. Tyler Myers is 77 overall. Nikita Zadorov is 80 overall. And Noah Juleson is 74 overall. You know what I'm saying? The Vancouver Canucks are first place. Are in first place in the NHL. And the, the biggest X factor has been Philip Peronic. Uh, we'll get to one more comment before I head off into vacation for a couple days, okay? We got Jeremy here. He says, Hironic needs to perform in the playoffs before we decide on how long we keep him in salary. Holy! I kind of like it, man. You know why I like it? Because I brought up, I brought up how the Vancouver Canucks maybe shouldn't now extend uh, Dakota Joshua, Sam Lafferty, Teddy Bluger, and company, Ian Cole. Let those guys who have no contract at the end of the year, lean into a bit of desperation, a, li- a bit of prove-it mentality the whole way through. And now Jeremy is saying, do the same with Philip Ronick. And if they do the same, are they getting the most out of him, hence being a better team? I think so. Anyways, that was another conversation about your Canucks. My name Kyle Bowen. Thanks so much for listening to Locked on Canucks. Subscribe and hit the like button if you did enjoy the show. I also do got to say, man, I have stepped back. When it comes to uh, the production value on the show over the last three or four weeks, that is because the studio has been, become very, very busy. Okay, I'm producing like 10 other podcasts right now. No joke. No joke. A lot is on the table. This all being said, I'm really, really excited to get to January because it's going to be a fresh start, okay? A fresh start for everything we're doing on this program, everything for Begsy and I. Hey, speaking of Trevor, he's here right now. You're a beauty bud. Hey, Trevor, man. How about you stop watching the show and go get your go get your wife a necklace, okay? Maybe some earrings, and not a rosemary scented candle, okay? From Zellers. Step it up. Step it up, okay? That's it though. Subscribe and hit the like button. It does help us out a lot. And have a good morning, a good afternoon, a good night, and a merry Christmas. Spend time with your family. One love. Stay in the moment. And we'll talk to you soon. You were listening to Locked On Canucks. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.